We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So some fans have been begging journalists to ask John Harbaugh more pointed questions about Greg Roman and his job status. Yeah, Sarah, and after Saturday's offensive debacle in Cleveland, fans finally got their wish, but will they like his answers? So that still remains to be seen. Stay tuned. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It's Tuesday, December 20th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. So Baltimore inexplicably abandoned its ground game in the fourth quarter on Saturday night while going up against the worst run defense league-wide, statistically speaking. John Harbaugh addressed that strategy during his Monday presser. Plus, the Green Bay Packers waived Sammy Watkins, who we all know played in the Ravens' offense last year. So should Baltimore consider a reunion with the 29-year-old receiver? We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Well, Sarah, you knew it was bound to happen eventually. It did take until week 16, but local media finally asked John Harbaugh about his offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, who has, we all know, he's been under intense scrutiny for, at this point, years. But it's reached a new level of criticism recently as G. Rowe's offense has averaged just 13.8 points per game since the bye week. Right, and Harbaugh admitted that the pass game is especially a concern and called it the number one priority to fix right now. So that leaves us with WNST's Luke Jones asking Harbaugh if he's considered making changes with his coaching staff and what gives him confidence that Greg Roman can be the guy to turn it around. Absolutely. All of our coaches, including Greg and everybody else, are fully capable of understanding the pass game and what we've got to do to get it done and scheming it up and all that kind of stuff. Harbaugh went on to say that he spoke at length with his coaching staff on how they can scheme a better passing game and if they have the right volume of the different types of plays that they run and if they are putting the best receivers in the best position to succeed. Do their roles fit their style and strengths? So Harbaugh is attacking the passing game from an X's and O's standpoint and also from a personnel package standpoint. So, okay, that's all good and well, but the media pressed more about Greg Roman. That's when 105.7 The Fan's Cordell Woodland, he asked if it's possible if he changes the roles given to coaches like he's doing with players. 
And Bobby, that's been the angle I've been pushing. I like Roman as a run game coordinator, but his play calling, especially situationally, has been much more suspect. But yeah, Harbaugh, he didn't seem to like that idea. We're not, we're not getting all that. I mean, I mean, you guys can talk about all that, and I, I respect that. You know, I love the fans talking about everything they can talk about. We're together, man. We're a team. We're in here. We're spending all of our time getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons with every ounce of energy and fiber we got with a bunch of very, very good people at what they do, you know, who understand everything about our team better than anybody else possibly could. You know, we're getting ready to play the game. So all of this stuff, we don't have time for that. You know, as Coach Belichick said, we're on to, now we're on to Atlanta. We're on to Atlanta. And all the, all the you know, end of the bar talk conversation is for the people sitting at the end of the bar. You know, we're going to work hard to, to do the best we can and give them something to celebrate come Saturday afternoon. That's our goal because we want it to be great. And we want our fans to be happy with it and be excited about it. But I also know this. Look around the league. It's December football. It's crazy. Did you watch the games? You did, right? It's crazy. It's like that every year. It's like that every week in this league. That's why it's the NFL. So it's not all going to be smooth sailing. You know, there are going to be times when you're going to go out there and you're going you're to have a bad day. You know, we don't want them. Nobody's, nobody's more ticked off about it or, or can't sleep about it more than the coaches and the players. But the thing is, you've got to pull yourself off the mat and go win the next game. You know, and, get, and you can't, it doesn't, and we don't, we, don't, we don't have luxury to wait until Saturday to go win it. We've got to win it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in our preparation, right? So that's what we're doing. You know, that's where our focus is. So, Sarah, I posted that exact clip in video format to my Facebook account, and I can tell you for sure that fans didn't take to it all that well. The reference to the people sitting at the end of the bar felt a little condescending to some. Now, he tried to make it better by saying he wanted to give them something to celebrate, but it fell a little short. And since their cries for a change aren't being heard within this fan base, you can see they're starting to see Harbaugh as almost a part of the problem, not just Greg Roman. Yeah, and Bobby, hey, everybody can react and feel how they want to that comment. I get it. It did feel a little condescending. For me, I don't take much offense to it. I'm sure he would put me and you and the group of people at the end of the bar just talking about Greg Roman and the team. After all, that's all we do do, Bobby. We just talk. So we're part of the noise that football teams have to block out to focus on the task at hand. And if he's not ready to fire Roman yet, the only answer that he can give publicly is to say that he has all the confidence in the world in Roman. There's no other path forward publicly, again, if he's not going to fire him or change coaching duties. So I did get the impression, however, that there are much tougher conversations going on internally. And I got the impression that he is demanding improvement from Roman. But look, Bobby, talk is cheap. The passing problems are a few years old. So we're going to have to see the improvement on the field. I personally don't have the confidence in Roman the way Harbaugh does, but for the sake of the team, I hope they somehow pull it off together because otherwise things will only get uglier. Okay, so before we wrap up this part of the conversation, Sarah, what do you have on Tyus Bowser's since-deleted Instagram story that, of course, captured those papers with fire Greg Roman messages at the team's facility. Oh, yeah. Harbaugh was asked about that, too. Here we go. Ask Tyus about it. He'll tell you. You know, he was great about it when I talked to him about it, and he talked to, I think he talked to Greg about it. But, yeah, just ask Tyus about that. You know, that's, that's something that you just, when something like that happens, and you, you, you communicate with one another, and you find out there's really not much there, you know, in terms of what people are thinking and all that, and that's it. I, you know, I, could, I could go on a social media 
rant, you know, maybe not a rant, but I don't know why anybody lives there. I don't live there. You know, I don't care about any of that. I'm not foolish enough to live in that world. You know, it's just not for me. So I'm not worrying about it. But if it affects us as a team, then you, you talk to people about it. And you find out we got great guys who have good intentions all the time. You know, and if they, if they didn't, they wouldn't be here. You know, we wouldn't have them here. So you're talking about Tyus Bowser specifically. You know, Tyus Bowser is a great guy who wants to win and has good intentions and wants to be a great teammate. And we talked about that, and he's, he's in a good place, and, and, uh, and we're past that. So. And as a follow-up, ESPN's Jamison Hensley asked Harbaugh if he's interested in how the papers got there. And Harbaugh said that that was up to the security to figure out. So he did at least confirm that the video was from the team facility. That's where those notes were placed. And Bobby, there are video recorders all over. There are cameras all over that place, including at the player entrance where it looked to me where the papers were thrown on the ground. So my guess is that the team knows if it was, say, a random fan or, I don't know, a delivery truck person or a staff member or a player who put them there. But Harb's saying there's not much there. I'm guessing he's saying Tyus didn't mean much by the post. Maybe that he's not personally calling for Roman's dismissal, and I buy that. That's fine. But there is more than that there. If somebody breached the facility, that's a big deal security-wise. Or if it was a player or a staff member who put those papers there, that's newsworthy too. You know, Sarah, as much as I can appreciate the media opening up this Greg Roman conversation with Harbaugh, I honestly wish they would have been more thorough in getting down to the bottom of who specifically was responsible for those paper messages. Because, partner, we both know it makes a significant difference if it was put there by a player versus somebody unaffiliated with the organization. Now, that said, Harbs did invite reporters to follow up with Tyus himself. So maybe that question can be asked in the coming days, and I hope it does. But still to come here on The Vault, why on earth did J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards only get one carry between the two of them in the fourth quarter? Harbaugh on that and more still to come. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Bobby, by now we're obviously more than well aware that the Ravens got away from what they were doing best in the fourth quarter, their main identity, during Saturday's game in Cleveland. Sarah, do you mean choosing to run the ball just once in that final frame? I mean, it's still hard for me to wrap my head around that strategy, but John Harbaugh did address the question during his Monday presser. We were down by 10. Got the ball, what, what, maybe 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. wasn't that we were opposed to running the ball, but when you run the ball, the clock runs, you know, and we were looking at how many possessions we were going to get. Called more passes. You know, I know we didn't, we didn't run the ball in the fourth quarter once we got after 11 minutes. So you look back at that real hard and you say, yeah, we could run it, you know. We were, we were hitting them with some good runs and maybe we would have popped a few runs because we were doing well. That conversation is one that we had yesterday. Um, but by the same token, you're down two scores. And it's going to be two possessions probably have a chance to get it back. So and you want to make them as quick as you can. I mean, I know we did want to get the first score before we would have to onside kick. You know, that was kind of one, one part of the discussion. So once we got to that second possession, you know, at that point in time, we were definitely throwing the ball. So I think we're talking about that time, you know, 11 minutes to maybe eight minutes where we could have done some runs at that point. Uh, and we talked about that. So here's where I'm at with this, Sarah. You know, abandoning their run game in the fourth quarter wasn't the reason the Ravens lost this game. They lost the game because of their inability to finish and sustain drives, which we've seen too much of over the last month plus. One drive ended with a missed field goal. Another came to a halt because of an interception. And three others fell short due to a fumble, blocked field goal, and a failed fourth down conversion. Yeah, there's no question about any of that, but just to play devil's advocate, the game clock also runs for passing completions in bounds. And four of Tyler Huntley's five fourth quarter completions went for just seven yards or less. You can make a legitimate argument that Baltimore's dink and dunk approach and the passing game was just as ineffective as running the ball would have been speaking solely to clock management down 10 points. For sure. No, no, no. Like we're absolutely on the same page. Like what's crazy about this is that it's honestly difficult to have this back and forth conversation right now because of how elementary this passing attack has been for weeks now. Now, to revisit the sequence, you and so many others were quick to point out on Twitter once and for all, Sarah, and this is it, once and for all, running four straight plays from the shotgun down 10 with great field position at your own 40 with just over 10 minutes to go, I just find that mind-boggling. And it's especially mind-boggling when you dial up an out route for James Prochet on fourth and four with the game on the line. Why Greg Roman didn't put the ball in the hands of his reliable playmakers in that moment is beyond me, and it cannot continue moving forward into January. Well, 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 Sarah, it just so happens that as the Ravens' pass game is struggling mightily, both with scheme and personnel, news just so happens to break on Sammy Watkins being waived by the Green Bay Packers. 
<laughs> yeah, they indeed did let him go, which means he will be subject to waivers over a 24-hour period. And if no teams claim him, he will be a free agent. So if you're wondering why he was cut, it's probably because he hasn't contributed much this season. He has just 13 catches for 206 yards this season, never grabbing more than three balls in a single game. So I know what fans are thinking, Bobby. So do I, I think. Matter of fact, we've already gotten a question about it in our Vault email inbox. So let's pull this thing up. Becca Winford wrote to us saying, quote, What are your thoughts on the Ravens picking him up for the playoffs? He's played with Lamar and knows our offense. He's got to be better than Prochet and more of a threat than Duvernay. I'd honestly like to see the front office make an offensive coordinator coaching change today. They didn't. She goes on to say, but they probably won't. So they need to do something. Am I right, Sarah? Yeah. All right. Well, first of all, let me echo what former NFL player Russ Tucker said on Twitter. He said, quote, if you're wondering if your team would be a contender, if they got Sammy right now, the answer is no. Close quote. And Bobby, that's just facts. That said, I think Becca kind of hit the nail on the head. At the very least, Watkins would be an upgrade over Prochet. I, I don't know about Duvernay. He's, he's, there's something off with him, but I would still put Duvernay above Watkins. Uh, but yeah, above Prochet, in my opinion anyway. And Sammy does know the offense, and there is literally nothing going on for the passing game right now. Sammy's fast. He's a big body. So, Bobby, why not at this point? The Ravens rank number 27 in pass offense. It can't get much worse. Watkins isn't going to cost much. All you have to do is pay him for a couple more regular season games and however far they go in the playoffs. And by the way, if the Ravens were to suffer another injury at receiver, especially to Devin DuVernay or Demarcus Robinson, yeah, Sammy would be helpful to have in their back pocket. Well, needless to say, Ross Tucker is spot on. But, uh, partner, look, all I'm going to say, it couldn't hurt the current situation. Let's move on. But before we do... Hold up a second here. <laughs> Don't you for one second think that I forgot, right? What happened to you pushing for one Odell Beckham Jr.? You've been driving that train since August. Are you still on it? Is the train stationary? Is it moving? What's good? Yeah, listen, I for sure was driving that train. And if he were healthy, I'd still be driving it. But it sure sounds like he's not. And I don't know, maybe he's close. But And oh, by the way, he's given media interviews that indicate he's not even interested in playing this season. So that was my whole idea. I wanted it for the end of this season. So we'll have to revisit this. It's going to force us to move on. And then we can talk about it again closer to March. Let me just go off script for a hot second here and finish with this. It doesn't necessarily work this way, OBJ, right? You can't just get signed for a January postseason run and expect that to work for these NFL franchises. Wake up, bro. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with an update on cornerback Marcus Peters, who limped off the field Saturday in Cleveland and never returned to the game. According to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Juice Man suffered a mild calf strain and is expected to miss some time as a result. Elsewhere, both Justin Tucker and Kevin Zeitler finished first in fan Pro Bowl voting for their respective positions. Full team rosters for both conferences will be announced this Wednesday. In other news, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler is reporting that defensive end Calais Campbell 
could miss some time with a knee injury. Of course, it was sustained during the Browns game. The severity of that knee setback isn't known, but Week 16 against the Falcons at home Christmas Eve is definitely up in the air for the 36-year-old veteran who's now at the tail end of his 15th NFL season. And finally, the Ravens signed former Raiders guard John Simpson to their practice squad. He started 21 games at the position over the last three seasons. Thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens Vaults, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We create our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd ever be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but we'll be back Wednesday with the Ravens news you need to know.